Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. It's a country filled with contradictions where freedom is carefully regulated and life is abundant with possibilities if you follow the proper protocol. It boasts a long wall and a short temper. Chances are you and I both are helping to keep it running smoothly, even as we complain about how it's being run. What country is it? Just check the label on most everything you've purchased in the last 10 years. Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, is here to talk about that amazing country and share with us what we need to know. Lincoln, what's on your mind today? Well, China's on my mind. (laughs) And one of the reasons, with some of our listeners, I'm sure, is that in the news lately, there's been uh, news and even visuals of people demonstrating and uh, even rebelling against the authorities in Hong Kong. I don't quite remember their grievances, but they're many. And they don't seem to be many, but some people have taken to the streets in in Hong Kong, and and I know some of the Western media are waiting with bated breath to see if this challenges the autocratic men in Peking. Mm -hmm. But it's not what it appears, because Hong Kong, while it is officially part of China, is a self-governing enclave, which was taken over not that many years ago from England, and under the terms of, of that agreement, it was granted not just a certain autonomy, but even greater freedoms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what I really want to talk about is China proper. And most people might not realize it, but the uh, constitution in China, the communist China, which uh, is still officially communist, although they've departed, particularly under Chairman Deng, departed a little bit from doctrinaire communism, but it's, uh, the Communist Party is well in control, and they have a constitution, and the constitution allows for freedom of religion. Hmm. Hmm. Something that very few people think about in China today and didn't think about under the Soviet Union, which also granted freedom of religion. Mm -hmm. But the practical issue is all in how it's interpreted and all in uh, the turn of a word or two. Yes, yes. (laughs) And the caveat in China is that that guarantees religious freedom for normal religious activity. And what is normal? Yes, yes. And who decides what normal is? That's the problem. Well, the government. Yes. And they define in practice as activities that take place within government-sanctioned religious (laughs) organizations and registered places of worship. So where they say and how they say. Yes. And if you deviate too much, uh, the authorities will uh, stop you or punish you or, in a worst case, as it happens on odd occasions, remove you. Yes, yes. Which, of course, brings up the question, uh, not only what is normal and who decides what is normal, has that changed over the last uh, 50, 100 years, what normal is? Has there been any easing on this thing? Or if you went back 7,500 years, it would be the same. And uh, I can remember as a Seventh-day Adventist, much talk, uh, 20 years ago, say, of the fact that we had members meeting secretly Mm. in in, uh, village churches or, you know, unmonitored uh, environments and now and then they'd be raided and so on, uh, as they still are. Yes. But what has been going on the whole time is that China has been organizing religious activity under a government entity, in the case of 
Protestantism is called the Three Self-Patriotic Movement. And uh, Adventists and others, but Adventists, will be meeting on Sabbath in their churches. Not always certain that an Adventist pastor will be officiating. It might be another Protestant pastor, but under the government auspices, they allow for that worship on a certain time and place. And the once mostly home churches are now a little more public. We have people, and I remember speaking a few months ago to a lady that had just come back from China and met with some of those independent churches. So they're not totally secret, but every now and again, government authorities swoop in on them and arrest people and fine them for holding these unauthorized meetings. Which, by the way, as bad as it sounds, and it does come from a certain animus, is not so different from here. If you try organizing a church in your home, you might find the same happens. That's true. true. There are government regulations against large meetings of churches or or any political meeting or whatever in a home. They're not usually administered for the same reason here, but we do have the same rules. And so the three-self movement is now and then victimized with this, and sometimes in the little villages, the authorities that come in response to the complaint have real animus toward the the Christians who are worshipping and and could be uh, even at times violent. This is not good. But I do want our listeners to know that religious activity in China is increasing. It's simultaneously under government control and in a freelance environment, and the numbers are increasing all the time. There are five basic religions in China. There's the Buddhist Association of China. These are government organizations. The Chinese Taoist Association, which is more traditional Chinese philosophy. The Islamic Association of China. The Three Self Patriotic Movement that I mentioned before. And the Chinese Patriotic Catholic Association. So Catholics are separated from Christians. (laughs) And uh, I have a longer memory, it seems, than many people. But I remember not that many years ago. Rome was in uh, open warfare with China because the Chinese Patriotic Catholic Association under the government in China was not accepting Rome's authority to designate bishops and church leaders. Mm -hmm. The self-governing Catholic organization in China, with the government's backing, were told, and they were repeating, that they had to make the designations and they were not subject to Rome's control. And to Rome's credit, they uh, challenged the government quite directly. And it's come down to a sort of a truce now where Rome endorses the choices that they make (laughs) locally in China. (laughs) (laughs) So they're mostly in agreement, even though the initiative still comes from China. Have there been cases uh, of actual imprisonment if you are stepping outside of this self-movement? Oh, absolutely, all the time. But it's not usually because of direct antipathy uh, toward religion, which I'm sure exists. But the communist government in China, and I think the element of that government is run by Chinese sensibility, which is the individual is subservient to the group, think, means that very often uh, religious independence or those stepping outside times and places for worship are seen as unpatriotic. Hmm. a threat to the integrity of the society. So on that basis, they are fairly regularly uh, raided and people are charged, fined, and sometimes imprisonment, and on rare occasions, sometimes mistreated and even disappeared. 
Do you see a tipping point coming, Lincoln, there in China as, as the Christianity religious movement grows? More and more people are, are, are becoming members of some church or another. Do you see a tipping point for the government is going to have to become the follower as opposed to the leader in this thing? It might be a tipping point. Remember, China, what's China got? A billion people. Yes, yes. There's uh, somewhere around 60 million Protestants and Catholics. That's not really that's not, no, a, a, not a massive lot. amount. Yeah. That's certainly no higher than proportionately than the number of Muslims in the U.S. Yeah. And I don't think we're quite to the tipping point with Islam, and we're an open society. Something that's worth remembering, too, and this is a very significant aspect of religious activity in China, proselytizing, in mm. other words, enticing, well, enticing is a loaded word, <laughs> <laughs> spreading your faith spreading your and faith. encouraging people to join your faith or to leave theirs is only permitted in private settings mm. and within the registered houses of worship. It's not something you can indulge in the workplace or out in a public forum. It's, it's frowned on. It's seen as dangerous. Mm-hmm. In other words, you couldn't pitch a tent and have a tent meeting beside the road someplace. No. And uh, then further inhibiting the growth of religion in general, not just Christianity, mm-hmm. is that Communist Party members are strongly discouraged from having a uh, religious faith. Mm-hmm. It's seen as working at odds with their dedication to the socialist state. Mm-hmm. So where do we go from here? How does a Christian who, by default, wants to share his or her faith, how do you go about that? I mean, is, are the restrictions that the government imposes so much that you really can't do what you want, what God wants you to do? Well, you know, neither you nor I live there, and, 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 and the situation on the ground is always different, and I'm yeah. sure very hard yeah. in many ways. But I think we can be happy that, that even a doctrinaire communist system as it once existed during the Cold War has eased up enough to allow reasonable religious activity. And uh, someone who accepts the Bible faith and and the New Testament charge of evangelization, I think can do it. Their immediate membership is permitted. They can worship with fellow believers. And then the things that they're encouraged to do about unrestrained worship and sharing with others they can do it, and there is at times a cost. But that's always been true. Yes, yes. I mean, we shouldn't accept that as good, but in reality, they can and are worshipping, and in reality, the home churches in particular are growing rapidly, and it's at the cost of every now and again, Christians as well as others are uh, detained and, and punished, and on occasion, they're even beaten. But that's not directly because of Chinese central law. That's because of local prejudice, which mm-hmm. is real, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but an anomaly in the sense that it's not intended by the state. The, the state control is designed to protect the state from agitation and to monitor the activity or to control it, not to discourage it to the point of driving it out of existence, as communism once aimed to do. Yes. Yes. Now the new Communist Party is really just wanting peace and harmony, and they'll allow this, and I'll throw in this term, which is being used in the West more, for the common good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chinese society is absolutely driven by the idea of if the society is helped, fine. If it's harmed, then you're against it. So mm-hmm. the common good drives everything. 
I remember you made a statement on this program some time ago that sometimes the fires of persecution are what's needed to make a church grow, and that may be what's happening here, although the fires are dimming. Even though they have some restrictions, I think they're allowed to a level where the activity can take place, and then there are some penalties for stepping Mm, out of line as they necessarily would to really fulfill the gospel commission. And I know that many are doing that. Well, uh, as you've always said, uh, we end with prayer. Every time we have these programs, we say, you know, we need to be praying for these people, and China is certainly a place that needs a lot of prayer. Many of those prayers have already been answered because it's opened up in ways that in the 50s and 60s nobody could have imagined. Wow. All right. That's in China. Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, thank you so much for being with us today. Appreciate it. My pleasure. And until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today. Today.